Bonjour, bienvenue à la Latchkey Sibs, le podcast, okay, whatever. Um, what up, fam? <laughs> Welcome to Latchkey Sibs, the podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the youngest, Gray Baker. I'm Holland and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra, and I am Brigitte, supermodel, totally French. <laughs> Sounded like Borat. That wasn't and even a reference. Really. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. At any point, does anyone say anything like I, I say, am? I have attitude. Attitude. <laughs> All right, restart. <laughs> restart the Or intros. you could say one of the many slang words that they said, which I took a lot of notes about. S and C. <laughs> I'm like, suck and suck and cock? Like, what? <laughs> Snooze and cruise. Yeah, I was like, Digidial. And then, and then their dad, you know, was like, "What?" And they're like, "Snooze and cruise." I'm like, "Yeah, come on, dad. Don't you know what that meant?" Dad. He's like, "Cause we hear we hear that all the time." He's like, "If I hear your S and C's in school, like you're at, you're going to military <laughs> school, not Paris." <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, what we do here is each week one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued while the other two score it based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will be labeled master of the remote control. Wow, we really haven't come up with a better name for that, have we? <laughs> um, while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment chosen by the winner. Uh, this week is the second installment of our Marchie, Kate, and Ashley-themed month. Last week, Holland defended her choice of Our Lips Are Sealed. And this week, Allegra is defending Passport to Paris. Hey. Came out uh, November 9th, 1999. So Holland was seven, Allegra was five, and I was two. Is that correct? In 99, yeah. You yeah. were two, almost three. I was seven, almost eight. Yeah, I, I guess I, I wasn't used to hearing out loud that large of an age difference between Allegra and me. <laughs> because it really is only like two months that she's like, you know, quote unquote, three years older. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was like, wait, did I do my math wrong? But, and all right, your anyways. birthday is always at like the beginning of the year. So for most of the year, 10 months out of the year... We're only two years apart. It's like the yeah, exactly. Pocket. Yeah, so yeah. It, when I heard like five and two, I'm like, wait. And Allegra and I are the opposite. So, right. Yeah, but I never think of myself as three years older than you because that feels way too much. It's very interesting how middle child I am. It's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we made it easy on you by having the same birthday, so it's like. <laughs> Like, I always feel all it, two years apart from both all, of you. I don't feel right. three years apart. Right. 
Passport to Paris. Man, oh man, what a film. I... What? I think this might be the best movie they've ever made. (laughs) Really? I think this is, unironically, if you don't count, it takes two. It takes two is actually like a serviceable film. Uh, But of their like, I don't know, once they start doing these like teen travel movies, like, I don't know, I feel like Switching Goals and Billboard Dads, that's part of like this pantheon like i consider the detective stories and the sleepover parties separate universes totally these are the this is their movie verse where they have different names and they're different characters in each movie like of all the ones certainly of that we've watched so far (laughs) the one uh (laughs) i don't know this is like when they're on the cusp of like being teens and to a child that's really exciting but it's also before they actually get like ashamed of them like gets insecure about themselves which i felt like they were in i mean we can get into it but i feel like in in, our lips are sealed they were way too self-conscious about the embarrassing shit they were doing uh even though it was very tongue-in-cheek and ironic in this one they still have that like that squeakiness of their child twin self and they're on the precipice of like cool teens it's a sweet spot so i disagree I don't think that this is a good movie. Um, wow. It was enjoyable to watch, <laughs> but I, it may have just been because I was not high this watch, but I thought Our Lips Are Sealed was much more fun. Oh, wow. Okay, watch. interesting. This is going to be an interesting discussion. I almost, Do you want to read us yeah. the summary? So, yeah, let's get Before it. we oh, get into oh, it. Shit, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot to write down the summary. Hold on. Just look at the back of your DVD box, Gray. He doesn't. He probably didn't. I don't have a. D- I, I rented send him it a on DVD Amazon of this one because I knew it was available in lots of different places. Gotcha. Um. Here well, we, we have go. the DVD box. <laughs> yep, that's true. It's in my bag. Over when there. Melanie, excuse me. Sorry. When Melanie and <laughs> when Melanie and Allie Porter visit France. They pack their bags for fun and plot a rendezvous with adventure. Sent to Paris to visit their grandfather, the girls fall in love with France and fall head over heels for two, I'm going to put quotes here, (laughs) but there's not quotes in here, two quote unquote French boys. Uh, (laughs) Sightseeing on mopeds, they race around Paris on a mission to see the city, make new friends and stay one step ahead of their uptight chaperone. From shopping at French boutiques to exploring Notre Dame and dinner dates at the Eiffel spelled wrong tower, (laughs) it's one hilarious exploit after another. I'm so excited for the return of real actual Parisian Grey. Um, (laughs) I mean, I don't know if I can can fill in... for, from Jean and Michel because they were just real, actual French boys. So real and French. This movie is full of real French people. <laughs> so that's what's weird is like they they did have two French people. Who? The chef. The cook? Or yeah, the chef and Brigitte. Nope, Brigitte's nope, she's Italian. Italian. She's Italian. Okay, I was going strictly off of the name. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, oh, Yvonne, like, you know, Yvonne Shiol. What about? I'm like, yeah, that, she's European. Yeah, that's, she's at least <laughs> European. What yeah. about the butler? Is he real oh, French? Oh, I don't think he is real no. French. No, jo- John Menick? Yeah, I don't think he's French. It's Menick. Uh... <laughs> but, yeah, like, but that's what I just thought was funny is, like, they're like, we'll get, we'll sp- sprinkle in some, like, legitimate Europeans. But, like, <laughs> but the chef actually for is the, French, For the main right? speak... Yes. Like in the, but, the, in... but the main speaking roles, we're gonna... We're just gonna give it to these L.A. boys that think they can pull off a good French <laughs> accent. And I will say, Michelle did a better job at the French accent than Jean, because he fucking sucks. Which is ironic, because Jean is the character who supposedly can't speak English very well. I know, I know. That was They should have very... just tried to hire a French actor for at least his I was, role. I was thinking I was thinking that where throughout was, the entire movie. Where every was time Timothy he Chalamet? spoke Every time he spoke, I'm like, this could just be a fucking French like a French any. Kid. Yeah, any French actor. Like, Timothy Chalamet is, like, not old enough to be a love interest for Mary Kate. No, I think he and I are the same age. Timothy Chalamet is, like, my age. No, he's my age. He's closer to my age than your age. Whatever. He's still not old enough. Okay, (laughs) yeah. He would have been... Okay, if he's your age, he would have been five. (laughs) I just think that I... Yeah, he was born in 95, so he would have been four years old. Yeah. I can't believe I'm older than Timothy Chalamet. (laughs) <laughs> I was I'm, I used to be co-workers with someone who uh, was like middle school best friends with Timothy. <laughs> Called him a little Tim Tim. Oh teased him about how short he was. <laughs> Tim Tam. <laughs> and then I was like, why didn't you go to the same high school? And he's like, are you kidding me? He went to some like bougie extreme. Yeah, he went to like, like that actor. Yeah. He's like, I wasn't LaGuardia talented enough to get into that high school. Yeah. Anywho. Sorry, you're gonna edit all that out. Yeah, anyway, um, where do we usually go with this? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Great. Um, I wait, think did, you should go Did first. mom respond? Oh, no. mom. So mom hasn't responded yet. Um, okay. But if she sends me a voice note, I'll put it right here. Okay. I'm sure it's probably similar to the Our Lips Are Sealed one. Like, you watch this with Carly. I don't know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here are my pre-watch notes. <laughs> hamburger scene <laughs> annoying assistant and, and then I wrote why do I feel like he gets a bloody nose I don't know why but I was very like there's some memory I had where he had like something in his nose I don't Weird. know <laughs> what I really don't know what and it was wrong he did clearly. trip over something that probably should have given him a bloody nose I thought he point. got injured too I thought when he accidentally eats shit on the concrete, he has like a scratch on it. Like, I don't know. Weird. Gray and I. Yeah. What Mandela it, effect. Yeah, we both have that same. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, that's all. All right. Hamburger scene, annoying assistant, and a false memory of a <laughs> of like a some like his nose getting fucked up. Alrighty. Um, I have one of the better American Ashley movies. Mary-Kate and Ashley visit the grandpa in France because he is the U.S. ambassador there. They are given rigid, boring schedules, and they hate it. They meet cute boys and then plan an escape from the dude watching them. They somehow make friends with the supermodel, and then she convinces their dude to be more chill. Grandpa gets mad when he finds out they aren't being boring. 
they make some statement about French water that is also a metaphor and then all is okay? Ah, I don't know. <laughs> the I, end, I was a lot more fuzzy on how it actually ended. <laughs> Holland and I swear that we watched this movie within the last couple of years, but as I was writing my pre-watch notes, I was like, I don't remember fucking anything about this movie. <laughs> I must have been like... Yeah, I... As I was watching it, or as I was writing my pre-watch notes and then watching it, I'm like, I can guarantee you, I have not seen this movie more than once. Wow. If if even all the way through. Like, I, none of this was familiar to me. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I know other than the hamburger scene. Watching it, Allegra was like, I feel like I'm watching this for the first time. I don't remember anything. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's how I felt. Um, so I really tried to remember this movie. Um, they're twins who go to Paris. Rich parents whim, I guess. <laughs> There's a guy who looks like a the young Lex Luthor from Smallville, but who is not Lex Luthor from Smallville, who is forced to watch them. <laughs> they inexplicably befriend a hot model who he has a crush on. They also meet boys. They keep wanting to hang out with the boys after curfew, so they sneak out. The cook is their nemesis. They don't like his gross French food. They force him to eat McDonald's. Is there conflict in this movie? Etchitude. There is an after credit scene in which Lex Luthor and Brigitte are like furiously making out. And he goes, kids movie. I forgot about the after credit scene until we got to it. And then like, but like, I remember that. Wait, happened. there's an after credit yes. scene? Yes. Oh my God. Okay, let's look it up right now. I watched I watched the quote unquote bloopers, there were but so I didn't. Many bloopers. So many bloopers. There were too many bloopers. It's yeah, like because none of them were good. This is like master. <laughs> so I'm like, why are there this many bloopers? It's like master of disguise when... level of like drawn out after credit scene. Bloopers. It was too much, and I mean we're probably getting ahead of ourselves, but like I, as I was, we were watching the long, long blooper sequence. I just said like. God, filming this must have been a nightmare. Because, <laughs> like, it seemed like they were not very good at remembering their lines. <laughs> the French. Yeah, like, the, that's all the bloopers were, were them not knowing their yeah. lines. I'm like, ooh, whimsy. <laughs> like, <laughs> cool. You're bad at your job. All right. I didn't need to see, like, right. multiple takes of them messing up the same line. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they seemed so frustrated. I'm like, stop forcing them to say French. They clearly hate it. <laughs> well, I think Ashley was the only one who actually had to speak Poor French. Poor Ashley. <laughs> anyway, maybe we should do our pre-argument scores. I'm nervous. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. I need to watch this after okay, credits okay. scene. I can't find it on YouTube. This might sway this might sway many multiple scores. I don't know if this is gonna help. <laughs> but you're gonna probably have to watch it on Amazon because a cursory YouTube search did not bring it up. Mm. Alright, well hopefully if I if I go on Prime on my computer it'll recognize Okay, that I already bought it. I did. Hold on. Alright, hold on. I'm listen I'm watching. Wow, this is loud. <laughs> Gray is jamming out to the sugar, credits music. Sugar, sugar. No, it's not that one. It's like it's it's so nineties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Gray, do you want to describe what you just watched? <laughs> Making out. 
And then he just stops, smiles, turns to the camera and goes, kids movie. And then it just ends. And then they're just like, <laughs> production company logo. Like, Dual star. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's like, yeah, it is a kids movie. Don't show that. All right. Pre-show scores. Okay. Nostalgia, I have a nine. Thank you. I have a three. <laughs> Great. Because Not even I don't remember any <laughs> bit of this movie, but it takes place in Paris. And I remember Paris. Yeah, Paris only gets a three. Paris and Mary-Kate and Ashley combined is only a three. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Sit through ability. I have an eight. I had a five. Wow. You like I said, I did. I didn't not enjoy this movie, but I did not have as much fun. <laughs> you as our lips are sealed. Why sealed. didn't you watch it last night and get high? <laughs> I was ootin' a boot. I just I didn't. Why didn't you get high um, this morning? Wake and bake. <laughs> oh God. Um, Jesus. Stop peer pressuring him, Allegra. <laughs> I'm just mad about my scores. Appropriate for children, I have an eight. I have a ten. Actually, I should probably bump it down to a nine after that post credits. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's I, that definitely. We're gonna talk it down about that me. scene and its effect on me as a youth. <laughs> Does it hold up? I have a seven. I have a seven as well. And can I follow? I also have a seven. I had an eight. Okay. All right, not as bad. Yeah. A three hurts. <laughs> I think well, you, I feel like nostalgia's hard nostalgia's to hard, argue. I, I do think Paris and Mary-Kate and Ashley combined should bump it up a little, but whatever. I am changing my appropriate for children to a nine because that did damage it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, do we need Gray to see this scene, actually? Uh, <laughs> Will this enhance his we experience? We all have to have the same source material. <laughs> I just love how this is the second time this has happened, where, like, Gray has watched, like, a, essentially a different version of the movie, and we have to be like, no, no, Gray, there's more. <laughs> yeah, wait, what was last the week no again? It wasn't it last was week, but for the, the notebook, notebook, we had to, like, show you the real ending. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Unfortunately. No, what <laughs> last week was... You guys were mad that I didn't sit through the like blooper reel. <laughs> oh, also because I um, I literally fell asleep. We did immediately. Um, so I have the DVD for this one as well. The special features not, not as, as extensive, not as good. The fashion segment not very good. They don't even narrate it. It's some random lady. It's like four minutes long. It's the most turn of the century shit I have ever seen. There's like a shitty techno beat the whole time. Yeah, It wasn't very do, good. Do, 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 I probably do, do, will do. only mention like one thing from it in our discussion. Um, but we'll get to it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a really amazing moment like we did last time where they're like, the Amish outfit was inspired by the Harrison Ford movie, <laughs> yeah. The Witness. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't anything like that. But hopefully... Uh, I love that level of insight that they force <laughs> these little girls to, to explain. I was seriously, like, watching the fashion segment yesterday, I wasn't paying attention as much to the No, content, it wasn't as engaging. But I was like, do they genuinely like the fashion? 
Or is this just another angle to sell shit with them as a brand? And like part of me is like fashion is such a crucial part of the Mary Kate and Ashley experience that I'm like, I really hope they like it. Well, they have their own fashion house right now. So that's definitely like the one thing that has lasted. And I feel like that is maybe like the one thing that they maybe truly did care about. That's what I really hope. Because they have their own like Elizabeth and James like line and like i know they have another one like it's very upscale is but elizabeth and james holy shit wait siblings? is elizabeth and james the names of their siblings yeah. and i think they have another oh one i can't remember what that's it's so cute <laughs> that they're like our name we're tired of it let's give them uh, some spotlight yeah. not that elizabeth needs the fucking help anymore <laughs> okay i'm sure it was before she was that famous yeah, but- but yeah, I didn't know she existed literally until the Marvel <laughs> movies. Um, but yeah, so I think they really do care about the fashion, and I know they did have their own fashion line. I can't remember if it was at like Walmart or Kohl's or Claire's. it was somewhere like doesn't very doesn't one of them have a makeup line? I think Elizabeth and James had like cosmetics line because I did actually have okay. a perfume from it at one point and it was I really liked it but they might have had cosmetics when they were little or though too like when they were teenagers again I feel like probably yeah Mary Kay through <laughs> like whatever big box like warehouse store I know they did it through like a big one that was the intention was to be very accessible but anyway all right whatever way. um <laughs> let's cut that out. Um, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, how did you feel about this the so music bad. in this movie? Greg? I love this movie so much. <laughs> I really had a really good time watching. No, this I did. Last night. I did have a good time watching it, but it was bad. <laughs> the fucking the CGI oh. of the plane ride and dude. Oh my god, the CGI of the Louvre reminded me <laughs> of like a night of like a 1990s like computer screen scene. Yeah, yeah. It's it was very, very like Windows 95. Absolutely, <laughs> it's like edutainment video game. Uh, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Ass graphics, <laughs> very much. Like I'm not saying this movie was like high quality. I enjoyed all of the like shitty. Ex- dream goofiness of it as well but i think like as i was watching it i was realizing oh baby allegra thought this was like the peak this movie was very formative i think for both of us we were like (laughs) we wanted to be the passport in paris girls so bad i think we talked about this a little bit last night but this is like the ultimate like wish fulfillment movie absolutely for like a tween girl like this took me back to like family vacations like when we went to paris in 2007 i i was 15 not 13 but i swear to god all i wanted was for like some cute french boy to like pull up on his moped and whisk me away so i could have and show me like the real paris and like have a romantic but like chaste like romance like fun time in paris you know? i was like 12 or 13 and let me tell you i did not get a whirlwind romance where was our genre <laughs> with a fucking soft parisian indie boy 
who no, works, no, no. Who you... works at a flower shop and just wants to focus on his music and he doesn't want to be a butcher like his dad. Who explains <laughs> impressionism oh to me. No. Dude. No, Michelle no, was the best boy. Michelle was the best Ray, boy. do you know what my teen Paris trip was like? <laughs> I was with <laughs> your ass. And our whole extended family who have discovered, <laughs> A, who discovered this annoying Bjorn song and would Peter not Bjorn stop whistling it. The young folks. <laughs> they discovered what tasing was, which oh was jabbing God. your fingers into your sides painfully. And then you, the bane of my fucking existence, <laughs> was trying to impress our older boy cousin so much you acquired a grandmother puppet. And used it to bully me. The most, like, harsh and cruelest things you've ever said to me via puppet. (laughs) It was not a whirlwind romance. Lyra's getting out some trauma. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm crying. (laughs) Me too, but for different reasons. Dad had to take the puppet away because, like, you know how when people get into drag, they get a different persona? Or, like, when they're online, they feel like people are less human? That's what Gray was with the puppet. Also, Uh, I think I remember you're in Paris. The boy cousin's room was on top of our room with all the girls. And I feel like you guys, like, like. Bit down on our balcony. You like did some shit. As soon as we checked into the hotel, you were like, come outside. And we, we looked up, you looked down, and we're like, cool, we're on top of each other. Immediately start spitting on our heads. So that was our first experience in Paris, right? You have never been so awful than on that trip. Two weeks. <laughs> he was like 10. It was like... The worst he had ever gotten in all of our childhood. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, needless to say, Passport to Paris gave us unrealistic expectations for what a trip to Paris would be as a teen tween. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I... I... <laughs> all is forgiven. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I feel like we put this all behind us and talked about it already. I just needed to get that out. Um, but it's cool. Oh. I processed it. We're fine. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, the like the, the summary to summarize, I feel like this was like the plot of this movie was very enticing for like a tween age girl. Absolutely, it was just ultimate like fan fiction. Your name like wish fulfillment plot do you, do you know what i realized why like part of why this movie seemed so alluring was how confident they were they i think i like their characters in this movie better than i think in our lips are sealed they're much more self-assured i love how chaotic they are i, I agree with that i do agree that i like their kind of brazen attitude more yeah um, because they're not, like one of you mentioned earlier, like too overly, um, you know, self-conscious, focused on what other people are thinking about them or what their other people are doing. 
they're like, no, nah, we want to do that. Yeah. We want to go shopping. <laughs> and we don't want to go to any more museums. It's, it's a total 180 because our lips are sealed. The whole reason they're in trouble all the time is because they care way too much about being popular and changing themselves and yeah. trying to appeal to other people. But in this one, they're kind of like little Dennis the Menaces, American version, not the English Dennis the Menace. Then they would be criminals. But they're like... We're confident enough to talk to boys. We're confident enough to like put fake worms into these girls as jello. Also, I feel like they were just like better. F- wasn't that just a what green? Was it? Wasn't that just a green bean? I don't know what that was. Well, uh, the guy, the guy said like gross out candy, cool. So I think it was some worm candy <laughs> thing, like a but- hyper realistic <laughs> worm candy. I don't know. You know, from the nineties. <laughs> But I feel like like they were better like friends with each other yeah. in this movie. Like when they're like when they first get to Paris and they just like set up their whole room and they're playing their music and they're just like bouncing on the bed and like chilling out and just being like tweens. And like Mary Kate draws a mustache on her and they're just like hanging out. And I'm like, I believe like this feels very realistic to me. Like these two twins have probably been forced to be like Go to your room and just, like, do hangout, whatever. Like, they know how to entertain themselves with just the two of them. I feel like they're closer in this movie. Okay, I love the scene where she draws a mustache on herself because I'm like, she's playing with gender. (laughs) All right, I just, I I need to reveal my, my theory about this movie. I guess it's not a theory, but Jeremy... Is the main character yes. of yes. this movie? Yes, yes, This is Jeremy's story. This is Jeremy's movie. This is his story. This is they are just merely, you know, catalysts for change. Yeah, you know, they are they are merely there to further Jeremy's enti- arc. Ins- They're like the fairies <laughs> yes. in Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> they move the plot along for Jeremy. They put things in his way to both help and hinder him. But this is this is about Jeremy. To test him. This is Jeremy's passport to Paris. I love it. <laughs> um, hold on. I do have a note where I was like, I forgot that Paris was a punishment. I thought they were just rich and this and like the parents barely mattered at all, which is true. The parents, as soon as they go off to Paris, are never seen again. Yeah, no, parents don't matter. I also forgot this is a movie about the grandpa. Yeah, a little bit. But more but again, just in relation to like Jeremy for the most part. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even remember why like Jeremy came into the movie. I just knew he was a major part of it. And he like this guy is acting. His whole he face is committing off. to the role. He is <laughs> Jeremy, more like Jeremy Strong. He is so committed to this role. <laughs> like, to be fair, if I were in his position, I also would not be excited. Like, his normal job deals with, like, international diplomacy shit. And then it's, like, derailed when these two teenagers come into town. And it's, yeah, like, he's literally tasked with babysitting, babysitting when he's like, I am trying to become a major global political figure i'm trying to pass like water treaties and yeah. shit and i have yeah why do you need a? I think i feel like treaty was the wrong word for that but whatever 
Yeah, I don't know what country they were trying to make the treaty with. I don't know if they ever mentioned that because that other guy also seemed like he was French. Well, they're American, Ma- oh, so they're trying to get yeah, the I just... French government to pass water treaty. Okay, with America. Gotcha. That makes sense. Because <laughs> the grandpa is super not French. Yeah, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> also, the grandpa was a soldier in World War Two. Yeah, we were like, how yeah, old I... is he? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was weird, too. I'm like, that was... 54 years prior to this movie so He's he like had to be at least like 72 75 yeah like and i mean i guess actually as i say that that makes sense but like with no sign of retiring and like with two like 12 year old grandchildren that's a huge gap between like like okay let's say he even lied about his age and enlisted when he was 16 and he was like like near the end of the war <laughs> you know like how old would that make him in that movie i don't need to he, do he'd this be math. like 70 he'd be like 70 and so 70 minus 12 he was 69 nice when his great first grade 70 minus 12 well, I did is 70 not minus 69 minus, 70 <laughs> minus <laughs> one <laughs> it's 58. 58 that's kind of old to have your i'm just saying that like that is a big no. age gap between them what is the age gap between us and granddad? Well, I'm exactly 52 years apart from granddad. We also have younger parents and younger grandparents, so I don't know. I Whatever. Don't know. I guess, like, yeah, if he was 58 and then, like, if his kid had them when they were, like, 30. They, I'm not was, saying it's or uncommon. when he had his, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not saying it's uncommon. It's I'm not just... unrealistic, but, like. To be, like, in your 70s and still being, like, there's no sign of retirement in 1999? That seems, like, kind of wild That sounds like our 2022 Congress. But, um... Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, also, this movie, I think, made me think, like, as a child, it made me think that being an ambassador was, like, more common than it is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think yes. I felt the weight I mean, this, of the role. This movie did teach me the word ambassador. I didn't I know what it meant. I probably taught me the word ambassador as well. And I, But I also... I straight up... Sorry. When I was... I, I'm remembering this right now. When I was very little and watched this movie, I thought being the ambassador of France basically just meant he was the mayor of Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was just like, oh, he's an American, but he owns Paris. <laughs> Great. Did you count the montages in this movie as well? <laughs> I did not. Okay. There were so no. many. Also many montages in this one. But better music. Yeah, I think the yes. music was much better in this movie. Much. Well, you mean, you mean there was more than one? Yeah. They did Although use- they did play that sugar song like sugar, three times. Sugar, sugar. Yes, they did. But I really like that song, so I wasn't mad about it personally. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was bad, and it wasn't overly repetitive, and <laughs> twelve seconds long, just played on a loop. <laughs> Although, what did you think about the opening piano number? <laughs> oh my god, it felt like the beginning of one of those like. Uh, those videos, you know, when in elementary school, they'll wheel out the TV, <laughs> and it's like uh, an intro to a '90s ass like children's documentary. Yeah. It looked exactly like that. Yeah. 
Anyway. I'll be honest, I forgot don't about remember. it. <laughs> most most of the beginning of this movie, I don't remember because I was super tired. The piano music is also the DVD menu music. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> we took too long to press play and the movie just automatically started from our DVD menu. Yeah, that happened to me with Our Lips Are Sealed. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but Great. The Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. I was going to say, should we have our Parisian corner? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. The French connection. Do you have questions for I, him? I do have a... French a, connection! I do have some notes. One, is this movie uh, horny inherently because it takes place in Paris, or is this just a weirdly horny movie? <laughs> I think I think the the horniness is derived from the French aspect of this movie because I didn't... The only times I noticed it, it was because of something French, if that makes any sense. Like when Mary-Kate and Michelle are looking at the guy painting on the bridge and he's like explaining how important art is. That is basically a sex scene. (laughs) Like they're children and they should not at all be touching each other. But like, that was that was romantic. Romantic. That was beautiful. <laughs> wow, you guys really, uh, really had an emotional connection to this movie. Um. Okay. So- I because here's the thing. I'll be honest. I didn't pick up on any horniness. <laughs> Not, Not even, even with Brigitte? Brigitte and Jeremy. Not until that fucking post credit. Not when they're like getting gelato and she's like, I like chocolate. Yeah, you didn't (laughs) sense any chemistry between Brigitte and Jeremy the whole movie? Did you shaking his head? Chemistry? No. (laughs) Oh, wow. Did you think Brigitte was too hot for him? Yes. But like, not even in like a nerd fucker way. (laughs) Jesus. Um, (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, I'm just saying, it's like a trope. Where it's like... I mean, I just... I mean, to me, I just didn't... I mean, okay, I guess... I guess if we're going to follow the logic that this random supermodel would befriend these two American girls, if that mystery logic plays the same as her somehow being attracted to him (laughs) and them hitting it off... Then yes, they had chemistry. But they have, she's they're both interested in international relations and she speaks like five languages and they like admire each other for their passions and, and their minds. He did the Macarena in front of her. She's like, This dude has no inhibitions. Like he's not embarrassed uh to be just a huge idiot. Listen, I'm not I'm not a hater. I just I did I mean it just I mean obviously it's the it's this fucking movie so <laughs> it's not gonna be realistic but I was just like I I was along for the ride but I was like fucking false you know what I <laughs> yes. mean I was like this is false but I'm I'm with it because once again Jeremy is the main character. <laughs> All right, right, do you have any other questions? That does bring me to my other point. Great. How often were you sitting outside at a cafe and befriending supermodels? <laughs> Boy, oh boy! Um, how many how many hours do you got? I can tell you. Okay, you sat down at a cafe. You order the fish. Um, Accidentally. 
Like, first of all, if you were trying to order drinks and there and you wait the amount of time it takes for a fish to cook, you'd be like, where the hell are the drinks? I was thinking the same thing. I was like, for like, well, I don't know if a they just waited like twenty minutes for their drinks, and also who goes? Uh, I'll get us some drinks. Hi, drinks, please. And they're like, I got you covered. That's all they ordered. They just said or tried I know, to it order. Wasn't they even just specific. said drinks. I'll I'll take I'll take drinks. Thanks. And then yeah, so either they waited twenty minutes for their drinks. Or that fish was ready suspiciously <laughs> quickly. Um, okay, next question. Wait, I have another question related to that. Go for it. How realistic is it for a French person to hear an American order something obviously incorrectly and then coming over to help them out? Would would that happen? <laughs> no. Um <laughs> I mean, okay, but yes and no. They would, um, they would correct you rudely? <laughs> no, anyone around you wouldn't say shit. They'd be like, this fucking guy. But the uh, waiter would very quickly correct you and be, I mean, I guess it depends on the person, but either nice or rude. But they would they would be like, oh, do you mean boisson yeah. and not poisson? And so, you know. Uh, like they, the, anyone around you though would be like this fucking guy. But the waiter would be like, "Do you mean drinks?" And then they'd be like, "Oh yeah, sorry." And then they'd be like, "Yeah, you have to order a drink, not just tell me drinks." <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what? That's kind? how that interaction would go. All right. Related. Um, if someone, if you like, if you accidentally ordered the fish, and you said no, I didn't order this, and started arguing with the waiter. But then someone, a French person intercedes and says, no, no, they mean drinks. And um, the person you were just arguing about with the fish called you smelly. Uh, <laughs> what would happen? <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, the waiter wouldn't go, merci, and then walk away. They would probably go, putain, and then walk away. Call you a, a bitch or a piece of shit. Yeah. And how likely are you going to get drinks with spit in them? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that answers itself. All right, we got to go rapid fire. I have okay. a lot of these. Hey, the opening shot in Paris is like a montage of them seeing all these sites around Paris, and they show the Eiffel Tower, and it's not fully under construction. Uh, true or false? Is the Eiffel Tower never not covered in scaffolding? I don't... What? How, really wait, weird. hold on. Right. There's too many double. <laughs> no, there's too many double negatives. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, but hold like, on. okay, the, the Eiffel <laughs> Tower was not covered. True. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. True or false? Let me let me just work this one out. True or false? <laughs> Is the Eiffel Tower never not <laughs> covered <laughs> in scaffolding? I think that's very um, clear. <laughs> True. <laughs> it, it's always covered in scaffolding. Yes, thank you. Next hey, question. Maybe in 1999 it wasn't. Uh, Wait, no, but the whole time I was there was not. Oh, oh well, there I you mean, go. maybe part of the time, but like, it wasn't that common. Oh, okay, that's nice. I feel like everything um, 
And New York is always covered in scaffolding. Okay, well, you can't apply New York things to Paris. Well, we went to Venice. Everything was covered in scaffolding, too. I don't well, there, know. Were, there was a lot of shit covered in scaffolding, but, you know, it would rotate. Okay, next question. If you were to do all of the Louvre in one go, would you have time to go to multiple other <laughs> museums? <laughs> no, because you can't even, If you did the Louvre in one go, it would take multiple yeah. days. Yeah. There's no doing the Louvre in like a gif. No. The place is fucking huge. It, it's literally like a half mile long. Just one like arm of it is like a half mile. And then there's, you know, it's like a, it's like an incomplete square. Yeah. And it's like four stories plus a basement and like I'm pretty sure the tour guide even said there's like a million works of arts in there. Over a million works of arts in there. It's an insane works amount. of art. Um I did love how they were like, Welcome to the Louvre and then it, you don't see any of the Louvre the entire You're in like the weird You're, windows. You didn't see any of the Louvre. Any of it. I was like and the 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 Luxembourg Gardens, um you only see, I swear to God, like one shot of it just at different moments it's like it was just like we're the camera is drilled into the ground right here <laughs> and we're just going to like have different people in front of it at different times of the day so the light changes and but it was just like the same like the same exact tree in the background i swear to god but, love that yeah. um and then uh how often were you ordering pizza hut <laughs> while in Paris. So I never ordered Pizza Hut, but being in Paris did um, ignite my guilty pleasure of Domino's. Mm. Um, because that was, I mean, like, it's not like I got it all the time because there's a lot of better pizza around. And plus, kebabs are five euros, so, like, come on. <laughs> um, but I did order pizza every so often and this is just a question because i know that not everywhere tips but do you tip in paris no that annoyed me so much i'm like nobody tips because it's europe and they just pay livable wages yeah. <laughs> and um so i was like okay hold on yeah no one tips in paris and so the pizza boy shouldn't even be expecting a tip and he's like he like puts his hand out like yeah. Mm -hmm. give, me, oh, give me money. Give me some francs, because that's how old this movie is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was bullshit. And, and they even said it again, like, you know, leave a, when they ran off with the boys, they, like, left the note, like, be back at five. See you, Jeremy. Uh, don't forget to leave a good tip or something. And I'm like, no one tips. <laughs> all right. That's pretty much, I don't know if you have any. Um, the only thing that I think we all noticed a glaring omission from all of the scenes, especially whenever they're on a bridge, is there's not a single accordion in this entire movie. <laughs> we all noticed that there's no accordion. I did not, and I did not see one uh, dude rollerblading between cones with a boombox playing, which is... <laughs> I swear to God, a Parisian busking staple. <laughs> like, you, you can find one of those on any given day in Paris. Is like a dude with like sweet dreads playing French hip hop 
with teeny little cones lined up in a line, and he's doing like crazy ass maneuvers between them on his roller blades. <laughs> um, so a couple things I wanted to bring up about, um, you know, the depiction of Paris. So I was not surprised and I was expecting this, that their initial car ride through Paris is absolute nonsense. Yeah. Like, I just figured that that was When they go, look, a bridge. <laughs> yeah, like they were, it was definitely, it was like, it was like zigzagging where I'm like, okay, but at the same time, like. Sure. Yeah. They're they're sightseeing, so that I guess makes sense. But I will give credit where credit is due. When they were on the mopeds with the boys for the first time and went sightseeing, there was a relatively coherent like path. Okay. That's cool. It was That's like good to know. they were eating across the river from Notre Dame. And then they were behind Notre Dame when they like when they started off. They drove off. I guess they crossed not the bridge that was right next to them, but another one because <laughs> they like went. You know, they drove off along the Seine and then cross. I guess crossed the bridge, went behind Notre Dame, then went to I think Montmartre. Yeah, that's where they had the painting. Um, and then they, I think, rounded out eventually oh yeah yeah yeah. okay so then they then they left Montmartre and went through the city I think you saw like Vendôme or Place de la Concorde and then you saw Envalide which is where Napoleon's buried and that's where the Pont Alexandre that they talked about it like it, it actually was it was basically like a giant horseshoe through the city but it was like okay but it's like logical they're not zigzagging and just like teleporting to different parts <laughs> um, for those listening and then they ended it at the Eiffel Tower, which is right by Envalide. So I'm like, all right, perfect. They, uh, credit where credit's due, they actually made like a real path or, or, yeah. or you, whatever the logical the word is. Yeah. Uh, journey. I was just, for anyone who hears any weird shit in the background, that's Gray furiously pounding his desk <laughs> every time he listed a French uh, locale. He was like, the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I love your passion. I didn't want to interrupt you. What can I say? He's French. <laughs> Maybe if the boy was Perhaps fun. if the boy was French. <laughs> so great. Um, I mean, if you have more French stuff, please mention it. But um, Oh, how would, oh, oh, I have a question. Will a waiter get irate with you if you ask for something with sauce on the side? Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> sorry for that. I don't know what that was. And um, is it common for I think, you to so furiously I think what they were, fight what they with were, the waiter if they disagree? I think what they were going for is that French chefs are like, the way that the dish is served is the way it should be served and eaten. Right. It's not specifically the, you know, sauce on the side, but... I mean, obviously a waiter, like, th- these people are humans. They're not just going to, like, you know, unleash rage on a 12-year-old. But <laughs> they'd probably, like, if anything, it would be more like a, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it is served with sauce. And they, they it, I think, if anything, they would just be, like, confused by the question. Like, no, that's not, but it's on top. And they're like, no, can I have it on the side? And they're like, I don't even understand what you're saying. Right, it's right, coming. right. <laughs> the sauce is coming on top. You're eating it that way. 
was Jean's response appropriately pro- appropriate slash French? <laughs> oh, oh, was God, his French also correct? <laughs> um, I don't remember. <laughs> I I was pretty. I kind of cringed up. I was in like a cringe paralysis at that moment, so I didn't pay attention to what he was saying. All right. Because, um, God, his French, was his accent oh, was bad. so it was very bad. bad. I want to talk about the boys, and I also want Gray to rate this movie for Parisian accuracy. But, Gray, let me know if, like, you can. I'm team Michelle, by oh, the way. Same. Oh, who's oh, not? Michelle's the best boy in the movie, 100%. Dude, fucking other than Jeremy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> true, true, true. But, dude, that guy can rock a turtleneck <laughs> and did so in every scene. And I was fine with Honestly, it. Honestly, he was rocking a bucket hat, too. Yeah. As yeah, much as had, anyone dude, can. He, 2022 fashion is a is just this yes. movie, I swear. <laughs> Do we want to just talk about the fashion, too? Oh, my God. Offshoot to the fashion. I love their tiny tinted sunglasses. I'm pretty sure we also had tiny pink tinted. and blue Tiny tinted sunglasses, probably directly because of this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, their little, I feel like their little, like, one strap across backpacks are back in now. And that's also the only fashion thing I remember from the DVD that was like, these are the latest trends in Europe. They're not even in America yet. <laughs> I always hated those backpacks. The- like, once they came to America, I'm like, it's that yeah, they were kind of so fucking stupid. I remember getting one, but it had been Americanized. Like it was not fun colors and honestly pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I also like how on their backpacks, it was so long ago that there was like a little pocket on the strap and it's not for your phone. It was for their like cameras and or sunglass cases. And I was like, oh, that's really weird to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Allegra, I remember you had a roller backpack. Oh yeah, yes. we, Allegra and I both at did. one point. Those bum roller oh, backpacks. Those were like peak. huge at our school. <laughs> yeah. The green yeah. one and the purple one. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, Allegra's yours is purple, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember some girl sat on it and it broke. <laughs> like yeah, because sometimes you just like roll your friends on your backpack. Like people would sit on them and you'd roll them around. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're children. Yeah, I remember I asked Allegra to do that one time on the way to school. And she's like, get off my backpack. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the thing about the bum ones is that they had a skinny pole. Just one skinny pole in, down the middle. Yeah. So they were so much more susceptible to break. Oh, yeah. They were not very strong. And so after my this snapped in half, I had to wear like a normal backpack. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is easier. <laughs> <laughs> it, the hard shell not form fitting to your back at all with a a broken rod through it and you're just like oh so much more comfortable but as soon as you run into any steps at all you're like fuck <laughs> um, all right anyways anyway any other fashion uh, i loved i'm pretty sure mary kate i liked most of her outfits better i liked oh yeah when she was like wearing the jeans with the little peasant top and the bandana in her hair i loved that whole look there were so many platform sandals in this movie at one point, I think Mary Kate has like two tiny little skinny braids, like framing her face, oh. and that was a huge thing. I'm pretty sure Gray. There's a photo of both of us, like in Arden, where I have that exact hairstyle. You know what I'm talking about when we're like outside <laughs> really? and I'm hugging you by a tree. Yes, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Maybe I'll post also, it. Also, 
Uh, sorry to keep harping on Jer Bear, but Jeremy, at the end, at the dance, is wearing an outfit that 100% uh, Kendall Roy would wear. Uh, I don't remember the outfit. It was like a outfit. brownish. It was like a brownish, I think a turtleneck, if not just like a sweater with like slacks. And I'm like, that's Jeremy Strong. Yeah. Like, just once again. Can we talk about how the two adults go into this children's dance and then presumably the after credit scene is them making out at, at the that children's, children's dance? dance? Yeah, and they go, neither of them have kids. These The two girls that they've been watching don't go to this school? Was it a school? And they're like, yeah, we're chaperoning this random fucking dance. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming Let's start making that, out like, they after were the chaperoning ki- the girls like for the grandpa. But it was weird for them to show up there and then run into them. Because up until that point, we still think Jeremy is like no longer working for the grandpa. Yeah. It's like, what the That's fuck what are they, they doing here? They were just there. <laughs> they were just there. Like... Hanging out. Let's make out in front of make, all these kids. Getting sexy yeah. to to Videohead. Because <laughs> that's the name of the band. Oh it was Videoheads. Okay, Jeremy ends up really having like intense paternal feelings for the girls. I'm like, I mean, that's cool, but it's been like a week, dude. But like, <laughs> I think Jeremy's just full of feelings. Say or instrumental in changing his entire life. He's like, not only do they introduce him to his supermodel soulmate, but they give him the confidence to get to promoted. stand up for himself and tell the grandpa to know his fucking worth. <laughs> this is Jeremy's like eat pray love. Preach. <laughs> no, not even that. It's just like <laughs> Because he doesn't go away. What's the Tuscan he doesn't sky? Eat, love. Whatever that one is. He doesn't go on. He, this isn't any of those. He doesn't go on a vacation to find himself. This is like whatever the trope is of like child teaches you Manic more about yourself girl, than you ever knew before. I don't know. Kids? I don't know what you're talking about. But. Freaking uh, chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> Basically, I was trying to think. I was trying to think of a. I was like, hamburger for the soul, escargot. I don't know, it doesn't matter. So the um, also French onion fucking, soup for the soul. <laughs> there we go. There What'd we go. Say? French onion soup for oh the soul. <laughs> okay, but seriously, escargot, dang, great, foie gras, amazing. Dang. They had so much Frog foie gras on their plate, and I'm like, the waste. <laughs> Yeah, frog legs, dank. I've never Remember had cow from McDonald's. Eh. Also, I for some reason I feel like I remembered the hamburger being more impressive. Yeah, it's just like, a, like it's just a straight up McDonald's. You can hamburger. barely see the patty. Not, I thought it was like a big mess. Yes. It is more bun than patty. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I remember it being more like substantial. It, just impre- like visually as like aesthetically pleasing. And that one is like a smushed fucking just bun patty bun. Yeah. But and he's like, "Wow, I'm a I'm a c- cultured employed French chef who went to the and Cordon I've Never Blue. had a hamburger <laughs> ever or French. Never fries? heard of ketchup. I'm honestly.
honestly, if someone who went... Well, they do mayo over there, so that's at least... But never having going him, to a never cooking even school heard of it of is never weird. hearing about it. If someone yeah. went to Cordon yeah. Bleu... Cuts, cuts... Oh, sorry. No, I was just making cuts, fun cuts, of... Cuts, he's cuts. like, cuts, cuts, what? Yeah. You know, like... It's like, shut up. I feel like if someone who is a fucking Cordon Bleu chef were to try McDonald's for the first time, he'd, they'd be like... It's a bit salty, a bit greasy, but like whatever. Like I, had, and he's just like eating up the fries really happily, and Holland went same. <laughs> <laughs> the McDonald's fries are the best. <laughs> Only when they're scalding. Yeah, hot. exactly. The second they drop one degree, then they're inedible. They are. Um, but the hamburger inedible. standoff scene is iconic, though. That's the one part of this movie I remember. And I remember, like, Allegra and I remembered, like, the cadence of the countdown of, like, the... Uh, <laughs> where it, like, comes out of the yeah, side the of Yeah, the way he mouth. says... Twah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Iconic. Yeah, I... Uh, I've never had quail's I did eggs, rem- though. I've never had quail's eggs, either. And she just popped it in, like, with the shell, it looked like. I don't know. <laughs> so, it looked weird. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if that's how you eat it. Because she's straight up, it's basically me just like taking an egg out of my fridge and just. <laughs> I think it was hard throwing it in. It but I, I, I hope the shell is off. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, I did enjoy the maid dancing. Oh my god, she fucking <laughs> bends. Yeah, she was working it. I thought that was hilarious. I did love how much the staff just like fell in love with the twins. Yes, and it, me so, too. And how that scene was like the perfect encapsulation. It was like their music is blasting from afar, and the grandpa's trying to work, but like everyone is like dancing to the music, and like the butler guy just has a little skip in his step, and like the chef like makes him. French fries with his breakfast. Pon frites. Yeah, French fries and eggs. Like, <laughs> fucking and then the maid is just fucking appetite. getting down. <laughs> I like the butler's leaving and the chef comes in. They spin around and high five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved it. But it's also like a weird amount of like, er, like no self-awareness. Like the like, can you imagine being a maid and you're just like getting down and just not even paying <laughs> yeah. attention to the fact that you're doing this in front of the ambassador? A very <laughs> high-level government official. Yeah. <laughs> but like, whatever. I I love the confidence. Um, <laughs> the attitude. I do. Think, also, shopping montage iconic. I do think that love actually stole. Like, they early were inspired by Passport to Paris in terms of dancing in the government official's house. <laughs> um, hey, without this movie, Hugh Grant wouldn't have danced in I Love agree. Actually. I think so. that's true. Yeah, that maid, that maid walked so Hugh Grant could run. All right. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think these are... Yeah. I, are, the one thing I... Like, the main reason why I was like, Jeremy is by far the main character is the fact that aside from, like, learning a little bit about France, the Mary-Kate and Ashley's, like, personal growth arc is a pretty... It's not very steep. Yeah. That arc is pretty flat. That's true. Whereas, yeah. like you mentioned, Jeremy's entire life changed. <laughs> like, the grandpa learns to, like, make time for family or whatever. Like, I feel like 
they wanted this to be a situation in which, like, in The Little Mermaid, it's actually King Triton's arc more than Ariel's arc. And, like, the grandpa yeah, they, is the King Triton who's, like, close-minded and needs to learn to accept the, the girls for being free-spirited. Right. But then they just throw in Jeremy, who goes through everything. Yeah. 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 I mean, so that's, I mean, with the, the two movies we've watched so far... It seems like the trend is that, like, they don't change or grow. They just, the people around them kind of adapt to their lifestyle. Yeah. Like, they're they're flawless in the eyes of the viewer, and everyone else is who needs to be updated. To be fair, I do think and, in Our Lips Are Sealed, they did grow slightly, slightly and, like, yes. learn, like, not to care about being popular and, like, what people think, and to, like, maybe, like think about others before being blabbermouth. It was very yeah. loose. And we're obviously done defending that movie. But yeah, in this movie, <laughs> it's de- it's mostly just like, let's go on vacation with Mary-Kate and Ashley and see how they affect the lives of others, which I'm not mad at, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. This isn't, a, this isn't a criticism. It was just an observation. And I shouldn't be so, you know, crass because... They did learn about water. <laughs> they did. They <laughs> kind did learn of. about water. Ashley, For Jeremy, though. It was to help Jeremy. Ashley yes, got exactly. so good at French gray. <laughs> oh, also, okay. I think just my it's my closing point, I guess, is the dialogue at the dance. I wrote it down. <laughs> it was I didn't know when you said the real Paris, you meant the police headquarters. And then I think Michelle responds, I wish you didn't have to leave. (laughs) Kiss. What? Like, that was whiplash. Because it was just... I also forgot that there was kissing in this movie. This was such a big deal. As a kid, you're like, holy shit, they're having kisses. And then as soon as they're done kissing in both instances, they look so sad. (laughs) And I I feel like they're like, you're sad because you're leaving and this was so amazing. But to me, I was like, they didn't want to kiss. Look how sad they were. I think if they didn't want to kiss, they wouldn't have done it. No, I know. I'm but, just saying they look so sad. Well, I feel afterwards. like one of them looked very sad and was just very committing to the I don't want to leave. But the other one looked like the other one. I can't remember which one had each expression, but the other one at least had like a more serene, like happy, like head on her boy's chest look on her face. But yeah, that was. And then we got the Jeremy Brigitte kiss too at the school dance. And this was before the after credits scene. I was like, there's so much kissing in this movie. I forgot all about this. Because there wasn't any kissing in Our Lips Are Sealed, and they're older in that one. Okay, it's crazy to me that these movies are only a year apart because they look so much younger in this movie. I, I guess there's a big difference between 13 and 14. Well, they even say at the beginning of the movie, they're like, in a week, they'll be 13. So this is our last week of being 12 or whatever. Uh, whatever. They were in seventh grade, so. But um, I think we got to talk about these boys. Like, we got to we talk. Not? <laughs> We've only watched two movies so far, but there is a clear, like, taste, distinct taste between Mary-Kate and Ashley's preferences. Yeah, yeah this is just furthering the, the points of 
Ashley likes Himbos. a himbo, and Mary Kate likes the more intellectual. She likes skinny, sensitive boys. Yeah, yeah. And Ashley likes them dumb and thick. Yeah, and dummy thick. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, also, man. Jean's how do you like, feel about Bonjour. just objectifying fourteen-year-old boys like oh, that? Oh, I have another question about it's French not, boys. Greg. It's not like that. It's not like that. Um, is Jean's imp- impressions of French girls versus American girls accurate? American <laughs> girls are like bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Oh, oh my God. God. Sure. I don't know what to say. Sure. French girls. I think you got. French. I think he just yeah, showed them whatever. like walking around like with their nose stuck up or something. Um, his <laughs> accent was the worst thing. His I've accent ever heard. was so bad. His accent. Yeah, and they gave him so many lines. <laughs> <laughs> God, like, come on. Like Michelle actually kind of, kind of pulled it off. Yeah. But he was always like so quiet, and they gave him like. 20 words of dialogue <laughs> and then they're like yeah let's just give it all to fucking kyle over there <laughs> so rocker way is his name in real life i think i'm also i mean correct me if i'm wrong are we all mary kate's yeah is i mean any, i think i'm a mary kate i think i'm a mary kate i'm a mary yeah kate. i think yeah, we're all team mary be. kate i mean i like <laughs> ashley yeah <laughs> she seems nice but i feel like i really don't connect yeah yeah i will say I had a much harder time telling them apart in this movie yeah. than yeah, in Yeah, their Arlen's hair is a lot more similar in this movie. It's easier to I got I could tell them apart most of the time, but there were scenes where I, like though when they're in the black and red dresses, I was like I got them confused. There was one point in the fashion segment where the narrator lady mixed them up. She was like, Ashley's wearing this, and Mary-Kate's wearing this. I'm like, uh-uh, no, she messed them up. She she mixed them up. <laughs> she was wrong. Um, but I do think that... Oh, Mom uh, sent me a voice note, if you guys want to listen to it. I just want to finish my thought. Okay, sorry. Um, Gray, I, do, I was wondering if you related to Ashley a little bit of immediately showing up in Paris falling in love with someone who spoke no English and being like, well, we're, I'm in love with you because you're beautiful. <laughs> nope. Um, okay, I'm going to play Mom's Passport to Paris. I haven't listened to it yet either, so we're all going to listen to this for the first time together. Uh, passport to Paris. Weren't there Vespa scooters and wasn't there a curly-head boy? I don't know. All those Mary-Kate and Ashley movies blur together in my head as slumber party <laughs> movies. I'm not sure I can add anything original beyond what I said about the Australian one. <laughs> okay, so kind of what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> she did get the um, Vespas right, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's a that's a lucky or that's a pretty easy guess to me. <laughs> it's a pretty pretty short line to draw yeah. between Paris and a movie. Hey, oh yeah, Vespa will be in there. Hey, there's no mimes in this movie. All right. Yeah, I they think didn't, we're probably they didn't lean too to heavily on, the, on French stereotypes. Yeah. Well, so I am not changing any of my scores except appropriate for children goes from a 10 to a 9. Wait, I haven't even had my closing arguments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lay it on me. Listen, we've been talking a lot of Paris and a lot of Mary Kay and Ashley, and I feel like together 
it has to be at least a four. They're like the the wave and the power of all that. Like they go to a lot of sites. You remember they the hamburger a, scene? Yeah, you see a lot of things. They have one actual French person in there, even. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like it could be a little bit higher for that. Followability. If you think about it as being Jeremy's movie, I do think the plot is fucking rock solid. Jeremy, he is an underappreciated but passionate uh, political advisor to the American ambassador who won't take him seriously. So not taken seriously is he that he is forced to watch his granddaughters instead of doing real serious work. Instead, these girls win his heart, introduce him to a banging lady who he has lots of common with, and gives him the passion and power to stand up to his boss and change his life and change the direction of his world completely. It is amazing and there's just happens to be a lot of vignettes where jeremy's not in it <laughs> um um i'll give it a four thank you i mean what are, i'm just gonna have categories hold up ability it is stupid this is a stupid stupid movie but it's <laughs> stupid in so many fun ways yeah but that still doesn't mean it holds up i'm just saying like, <laughs> yeah they have these like huge giant blocky gray like blue or like not even Bluetooth headphones, oh, that's, that's <laughs> but like Britney Spears headset. It's very 1999 or whatever. It's like extremely of its time. But like, I don't know. Is there any like subject matter in here that's like, like oh, cancel them? Like no, they talk. Like the pull climax of the movie is them talking about we got to have clean water systems in place, which is still pretty relevant. I don't know. I mean, like playing into some French stereotypes. And, like, I don't know. I mean, hey, man, I also did not have a good hold-up score. And I think it's just, like, the nature of, like, this is a direct-to-VHS movie. I think a seven is pretty generous, honestly. Yeah, and honestly, except for the after credit scene, which maybe not everyone even stays for, it's <laughs> extremely appropriate for children. It's very mild. Yeah, that's why I gave it a yeah, nine. I think so, okay, so I'm keeping my nostalgia at a nine. Um, my sit-through I'm keeping at an eight. Appropriate, I bumped up to a nine. Doesn't hold up, I'm keeping at a seven. And can I follow, I bumped up to an eight. That's I think, probably the best I could ask for. Yeah. All righty. Um, so, yeah, I bumped it up to a four, but I did drop. Uh, bumped nostalgia to a four, but I dropped appropriate for children down to a nine. The rest have remained. So let's see what you so got. So that's like a wash for Gray's point. <laughs> Wow, okay. Um, do we want to give bonus points before I reveal the score? Um, I will give a bonus point to the the first boys Vespa montage. I feel like it was like, that was one of the best montages in the movie. And it was like, I think the best representation of just like their, their adventures in Paris where they like sneak out of the cafe, they hop on these Vespas, Vespas with cute boys and tour around Paris and just have lots of fun. And it seemed like a really good time. So I'm giving a point for that. These are top tier boys. Yeah. Michelle more than John, but like yeah. top tier boys. <laughs> All right, Gray. Um, I'm giving a bonus point just for team Jeremy. All right, valid. So, with that being said, two bonus points. The final score comes out to 76. Okay. Damn, that's way better than mine. <laughs> um, I mean, yours was a 70. It's not too bad. 9, 7, 8. All right, 9, 7, 8. So... 
Oh yeah, uh, some trivia. So some fun facts about this movie. First on-screen kiss for the twins. And that's it. That's the only <laughs> bit of I mean, trivia. I, I, I could have guessed that. <laughs> um, and then, so 1999, the top song was Smooth by Santana with Rob Thomas. Oh, yeah, we've done a couple 1999 movies, I think. Yeah, but I did find some more, some new uh, pieces of trivia that I thought were fun. Al Green said he received more royalties from the big mouth, bill- like the, the singing bass toy that sings Take Me to the River than from any other song. Oh um, an Australian guy, Bill Morgan, was hit by a truck and clinically dead for 14 minutes. When he awoke, he bought a scratch card and won a car worth $25,000. When he was asked to recreate this for the news, he won the $250,000 jackpot live in- on air. Oh, wow. I remember hearing <laughs> about that. Um, Not as it was uh, happening, but I've learned that before. In Bill Gates's book... Uh, in 1999, he made some predictions. Among them, social media, smartphones, um, price comparison sites, uh, online discussion boards, online recruiting like LinkedIn, um, and home monitoring systems. It's just like, you know, Bill Gates. He knows his yeah. technology. Yeah. <laughs> um, the screenplay for 1999, Stuart Little, was written by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And in, in, on July 28, 1999, Tommy Chong became the very first person in America to receive a medical marijuana card course, in the state of California. Of course. Good for him. <laughs> it's what he deserves. <laughs> um, all right. Um, all right. Are we ready to let's, pick? Let's see what I'm going to pick. Okay. All right. We're picking the movie. Let's see if fate is on our side. Ooh! Holiday in the sun! I swear to God, I pulled it out of the hat. Grace saw me. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Yes, trifecta. I feel like this month couldn't go any other way, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy I didn't have to watch fucking How the West was Oh, yeah, fun. me too. <laughs> I'm happy about that too. And like, challenge isn't amazing. Um, I do, I probably will watch Winning London, though, on my own time, just because I, <laughs> I haven't seen it in a very long time, and I'm curious about it. I would watch it with you. So maybe Allegra and I will watch it, and we can do a mini-ep or something on just a bonus Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. It has been so... <laughs> when did, when did Holiday in the Sun come I want to say 2001. So like, it, 2001. Okay, so, so it was just, it was Passport... Our lips, Our are, lips sealed, are sealed, and then holiday in the sun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm excited. <laughs> Honestly, you guys. All right. All right. Well, yay! I'm so excited. Next week we're watching Holiday in the Sun. Um, I'm pretty sure you can watch this on Apple. I do own it on iTunes, and now I also own it on DVD. So I will also report back about special features next week as well. Um, Dude, I have to buy it for fifteen dollars. Again, I can give you my Apple login, and you can watch it on like my iTunes. Oh, that's right. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Don't worry. Hip, hip. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, a Weezer song is in this one. I'm very excited. This gives me like Carly and Michael vibes. Yes. So hard. We'll get into it next week. <laughs> hold on, hold on. 
I I pulled. I was looking. I googled Holiday in the Sun because I uh, wanted to see if I could stream it, and I saw a uh, a, a, a user review <laughs> that I just have to watch or I just have to read the first two sentences. Okay. I couldn't choose between two and three stars because I don't know what counts more. Hilarious, while some of the acting isn't great. The entire movie is blatantly a commercial, but it's also a classic with great fashion and teen idols to look up to. Amazing. Although, yeah, this movie definitely had a lot of product placement, too. Like, McDonald's had to have had a hand, and same with American Airlines. (laughs) Dunkin' Donuts, the movie opens with fucking Krispy Kreme. Not talking donuts, Krispy Kreme. You're talking about Holiday in the Sun. I'm talking. I'm talking about Passport to Paris. Oh yeah, McDonald's definitely. McDonald's definitely, and also definitely American Airlines. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Anyway. So please, until next week, follow us on social media at Latchkey Sibs on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Also, please, please, please check our Instagram every Friday to vote on whether the defending Sib of the week either deserves to lose a point, stay the same, or gain a point. And that's every Friday morning until Saturday morning. Please vote on our little sliding scale poll. Um, you can also email us at latchkeysibs at gmail.com for any of your thoughts and feelings or if you just want to like reach out and chat with us. Also, if there are any like errors you notice in the audio, recently we're kind of in the time machine right now, but Caitlin reached out and let me know that our parents' audio clips were dropped out of the notebook episode, so I went in and I fixed it. So if you notice anything like that too, let us know and we will fix it for you. Um, otherwise, uh, until next week, that's all we got. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Or, oh, oh. Sugar, sugar, stick